Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. I live along the migration route for four different species of hummingbirds. So one of my favorite things to do in the spring and again in the fall is to stand on my back porch watching my feeders and taking pictures of the hummingbirds I see. One summer day, an odd-sounding hummingbird zoomed into the feeder and spread its tail feathers wide. What few tail feathers he had. His plump body looked like he'd visited the feeders repeatedly over the past few weeks, maybe more often than he should have. I snapped photos of him and his sorry tail and thought about how I felt just like that little guy looked, plump and missing a few tail feathers. Okay, not tail feathers, but four inches of hair I'd lost in a run-in with a high-priced, communication-skill-lacking, expert hairstylist. I can blame the missing tail feathers, or missing four inches of hair, on the stylist. The plumpness? That's all on me. Tell me I'm not the only one to end the summer out of shape and a few pounds heavier. As a teacher, I have about nine weeks off each summer. In May, I dream big. I dream of starting the school year in shape and weighing the same as I did in June. Maybe even less. It never seems to happen. Driving 10,000 miles didn't help my exercise program, nor did the inordinate number of Starbucks stops to stay awake whilst driving those miles. Don't get me wrong. I love vacation, and I love long solo road trips, as long as I can stop and take photos of whatever I want whenever I want to. But once I arrive at my destination, things change. It seems as if trying to accommodate everyone else's schedule leaves me with no time to take care of myself, honestly. I start every summer believing that I'll keep on running or doing exercise videos or eating healthfully the entire summer long. I even lugged my running shoes and yoga mat along with me. But that summer, they never saw the light of day. Do you ever play the blame game? I even let my family play scapegoat. They don't know this. Our grandson got up too early. Everyone stayed up too late. An easy thing to do in Alaska in the summer. It wouldn't stop raining. Blaming other people for my lack of motivation won't help change things, though. In reality, I could have exercised consistently. In looking over my Fitbit stats for June, July, and August, I realized that out of the nine weeks of vacation, I didn't meet my daily step goal consistently for all nine weeks. 43 weeks of the year, I managed to get 11,000 steps a day, usually a lot more. Something about summer seems to hog-tie me with inertia. When I returned home after a summer of roaming all over the country, I feel fat, out of shape, and grumpy. I feel especially grumpy because the thermometer hovers between 90 and 100 every day back here in Arizona. The humid air sticks to my skin like burrs in a horse's tail. I get up at 4 in order to exercise early and avoid the heat of the day. And the heat starts at 6 and lingers until midnight. But enough whining about the 5 pounds I gained. Enough feeling sorry for my lack of motivation and the ensuing results. I'll even quit griping about the weather. Maybe. No, really, I will. That little Hummer didn't seem bothered by his lack of tail feathers or his rotund shape. 
Maybe I need to think like a hummingbird who has no time to waste with negativity. My takeaway lesson from yet another summer of inactivity, physical health plays a huge part in my mental health. The motivation to exercise consistently and eat healthfully should have nothing to do with weight loss. If weight loss becomes my focus, I put myself in a feast or famine deprivation mindset, and that just creates a cycle of bad choices. So, here are my hacks for how to stop beating yourself up over weight gain. Instead, I try to focus on filling myself with what nurtures my body and my mind. I practice talking positively to myself. For example, instead of saying, I don't feel like exercising, cross that out and say, I exercise because using my muscles feels good. And trust me, using my muscles really does feel good, even though when I start out an exercise routine, I have no idea why I'm doing it. Hack number two, I'd rather eat bread. Cross that out and say the summer bounty of fruits and vegetables gives me what I need to fight illness and disease. Sure, I'd still rather eat bread, but summertime is a great time for fruits and vegetables and great produce at the farmer's market. Take advantage of that. Hack number three, I don't have time to stretch. Cross that out and say, Stretching helps prevent injury. I don't really like stretching, but I learned the hard way that if I don't stretch, I get injured a lot more quickly and it takes a lot longer to recover. So I've started a routine this past year of doing my stretches in the morning right after my alarm goes off. I roll out of bed and I do some yoga and strength training for about a half an hour instead of hitting the snooze button. If the lights are still off and I don't put my glasses on, I can kind of trick myself into thinking that I'm not even awake yet, but at least I get the stretches in. The fourth hack, stop comparing yourself to others. If you've ever said, why can't I look like her? Cross that out of your vocabulary and replace it with, maintaining my physical fitness makes it easier to have a positive attitude. And boy, isn't that the truth. This past spring, when I had surgery and couldn't walk for months, I found out just how hard it is to be physically inactive and what it does to my mental health. Hack number five, you might say, I don't have enough energy to exercise. Cross that out and say, I love keeping up with my students when we go mountain biking or hiking, or I love being able to play with my kids or my grandchildren. There is a bright side to exercise. Hack number seven, you might say, Maybe I don't need to exercise today. Cross that out and say, exercising every day helps me sleep better at night. And that is the truth. I discovered this summer when I had to drive through Canada in under four days because of the pandemic that it was really hard to fit exercise in, which made it difficult for me to sleep at night, which made it difficult for me to wake up in the morning and difficult to exercise. I ended up jogging in place in my hotel room several times just so that I could exercise enough so that I could sleep well because I wasn't allowed to get out of my car during the day. Hack number eight. You might say, I'm so out of shape. Hey, cross that one out and say, running makes me breathe deeply or bicycling makes me breathe deeply and breathing deeply will help you on so many different levels, both mentally and physically and spiritually, believe it or not. 
Try to look for the positives in the current state of shape that you're in. You might not be in shape right now, but add yet to the end of that statement. I'm not in shape yet, but running makes me breathe deeply and I will get into shape. Hack number nine. Get rid of the I can't have mindset. All that does is introduce negativity to your life. And when we tell ourselves we can't have something, it makes us want it even more. So instead, think about it this way. A little bit of dark chocolate a day will make me smarter. I don't need to eat a whole chocolate bar. Just one little piece. And I can reap the benefits. Tell yourself it's okay to eat all foods, but I choose to eat certain foods in moderation. The world does a pretty good job of telling us to compare ourselves with others, but peace of mind comes when we ignore the world. We are responsible for our choices, and we can choose to nurture ourselves and ignore the meanie on our shoulder that wants to belittle us. If you're not sure about how to handle the bully in your life, which is you, you can listen to episode 063 on how to handle the biggest bully in your life. I'll leave a link in the show notes. I'm pretty proud of myself because this past summer, I stayed the same weight the entire summer. Not only that, I met my exercise and move goals every single day this summer, even those days when I was driving. When we make a commitment to nurturing our body with things like exercise, stretching, strength building, and good food, it will help us feel at peace with the world even if the world won't cool down for another two months here in Arizona. So don't forget the nine hacks to stop beating yourself up over weight gain. They are really just one hack. Write down your negative statements that you tell yourself all the time, cross them out, and rephrase them with something positive. It might come as a surprise to some of you to know that I really don't enjoy exercise. Okay, I enjoy exercise, but I don't enjoy the idea of starting exercise. Sounds crazy, I know. But once I get started, I end up enjoying it, and I always feel better after I exercise, even if I end up with sore muscles. The nine hacks that I use to stop beating myself up over the weight that I may gain over the summer will turn out differently from the ones that you use, because your list of what's stopping you from being healthy might look different from mine. The important thing is to remember that you can make a list of the ways you beat yourself up and then try to rephrase those things into a positive mindset. Doing so will give you the mental energy that you need to combat weight gain and feel better about yourself. Come back next week when we talk about how to form positive spiritual practices. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.